0: This is the Transmissions from Atlantis Entertainment Network.
1: Expand your wonder.
0: The Happy Bunny Tale podcast is for informational and or entertainment purposes only and is not a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All conversations and information exchanged during participation on the Happy Bunny Tales podcast are intended for informational and or entertainment purposes only. Interaction with happy bunny tails should not be considered treatment or medical advice. You must always follow your medical professional's advice and direction. Hello, my happy bunnies. Today we had a very special guest join us on the show, and here is what it sounded like. Uh, welcome listeners. Today our guest is Richard Cherney, who is a clinical psychologist and a certified vocational rehabilitation counselor. Richard, welcome to today's show.:
1: I'm happy to be here, Rita.
0: Now, I wanted to have you on the show. Uh, I haven't had a chance to talk to anybody yet who's dealt with and overcome any kind of uh, depression. So I would love to hear your story and the experiences that you've had in dealing with the depression.
1: Well, I think my depression started early. Uh, I remember feeling depressed when I was four years old, when I was on the stretcher after my first series of corrective surgery related to my cerebral palsy, which I was born with. In 1962, I was three months premature. And because of the anoxia, I developed CP. And uh, I remember listening to a uh, recording of Barrel Ives on a, uh, he was singing the lollipop tree. And all of a sudden, I felt this uh, uh, emotional drop in my stomach. And I felt sad. And I didn't realize till I was older that I was depressed because of my disability and that I couldn't do things like everybody else. And, uh, I think my cerebral palsy became, uh, the instrument, uh, towards discovering who I am and what I would become in life. And it became a motivational factor in, uh, me going on this journey, which I'm still on uh, because I don't feel that you, uh, uh, you know, it never ends. It just You just develop uh, more chapters in terms of discovery. Uh, so I've experienced this existential depression in terms of, you know, who am I and why I'm in this body. And what can I do despite my limitations in this body? Uh, so that was my first experience of depression. And then the, the uh, other side of depression is anxiety, you, you know, which kind of it, it's the opposite of it. So you know, I experienced that too, because uh, I've, I'm dependent on people sometimes to do things for me. Uh, so the codependency that uh, is because of design, not necessarily by choice, uh, you, you have to c- become comfortable with that. So that that's also the other layer of depression too. Uh, the feeling of learned helplessness um, that I've experienced because of, of my limitations physically, and uh, you know, not being like everybody else, it's kind of like uh, the fable of the ugly duckling, who was the swan in that story. Who became the swan in that story? That's
0: uh, it. It really is amazing because you obviously have a lot of things that you've had to overcome uh, throughout your life. Uh, have you had a lot? Uh, have you had um, any happy moments that you've been able to? kind of fall back on, on days when you're feeling depressed?
1: Of course. Uh, and I, I think uh, that's what you have to kind of uh, learn. You have to kind of reinforce yourself sometimes when you are depressed and you, uh, I, I, I engaged in this self dialogue, uh, you know, with myself about, you know, what I'm good at and and the fact that, You know, I can move. And whereas, you know, when you're dealing with a spectrum of disability, especially like CP, there are many different variations of that condition. Like people uh, uh, who have CP sometimes are in a wheelchair and they can't move and they can't, uh, they have difficulty talking. They have like broken speech or broken aphasia because of their cerebral palsy, uh, which I don't have. so i i i i learned to make a list very early in my life about uh the positives uh along with my you know that are associated with my disability and what i can do and uh, and they far outweigh the shortcomings that i have uh with my disability and i think the fact that I could uh, go to school and academically excel in in that regard. That also helped uh, me to compensate for uh, what I was lacking uh, physically. Uh, y- you know, I couldn't go out for the football team when I was in high school and play sports, but I could learn. And uh, the process of learning helped me to discover what my gifts were even more clearly. Uh, When I was going through school, uh, college, uh, I was trying to figure out what I could do. And then I realized one day sitting in a introduction to a psychology course, that my uh, disability could also help others. So perhaps I should consider doing that as a career path. So that's when I embarked on getting a bachelor's degree in psychology and then eventually a master's degree in vocational rehabilitation where I was directly involved with helping people with disabilities empower themselves through assisting them in becoming educated and then eventually transitioning into the job force. And then after a while I decided, well, I needed to make another move and become a psychologist because I could use that background along with the vocational rehabilitation background to really empower the people. And eventually uh, that uh, morphed into a memoir which was published in 2013 called The Little Engine That Did It, uh, where I spoke about my life and all of the hills and valleys that uh, we all have in life, Rita, uh, to try and help uh, people with disabilities to understand themselves. And I also wrote it for parents uh, with children that have disabilities because it doesn't mean that uh, the child is limited in any way. Uh, As a matter of fact, it can be seen as a gift in the right type of perception. And
0: it seems like you've used your disability as a gift because you're using it to empower other people, to empower yourself. And I can imagine that that makes you feel, you know, very joyful knowing that you've been able to help so many people through your disability.
1: Yes, it does. Um, if I could help to transform one person's life. Through my own experiences, and I have succeeded in this life uh, experience. (laughs) And uh, I feel that I have, uh, either directly or indirectly. I don't know how many people I've helped, but I know I've helped a few uh, because I know how I've helped myself. Um, And in my journey, I've also, you know, availed myself to going to see a therapist, and they also helped to empower me. I mean, I, I was in a I was meeting with a a psychoanalyst for 18 years. And uh, Stephen and also Gil, uh, they were my two therapists in life. They said, you know, you really have a gift. And we all have gifts. Uh, And they helped to nurture my gift. And that's another reason I became a psychologist as well.
0: Well, I have to say that, you know, Uh, I can imagine that your family, your friends, they must be proud with everything you've been able to accomplish and to be successful in life. Uh, And like like right now I'm, I'm watching, even though my listeners can't see it, but I'm watching a video of you and all of a sudden I just saw this smile on your face. And that makes me feel good because that's what I'm trying to accomplish with my podcast. Just like you said that, you know, if you feel joy knowing that you've helped at least one person, For me, if I can put a smile on one person's face and I know I'm doing my job right. And it sounds like you're doing your job very right.
1: Well, thank you very much, Rita. And, you know, uh, when a person smiles, you can feel their smile. At least I can feel a person's smile. Like I can feel your smile right now.
0: Oh, and, and I am smiling.
1: <laughs> yes, I I can feel that, and I can hear that in your voice, and that's the gift that we all have. We have the ability to smile, and uh, that's one of the things that I tell people whenever they're feeling down. You know, because when you when you start feeling depressed, you get. Signals from your body that you're feeling depressed. Mm -hmm. So I tell them, okay, it's time to take a breath from your belly and wiggle your toes. And do that three times. And let's see how you feel after you do that. And then what I want you to do is smile. And then tell me how you feel then and now. And I guarantee that you will feel better because it's allowing your brain or your frontal lobe, which is right here to kick in uh, because depression comes from our limbic system, which is back here, it's in the back of your brain. And that's that's where the uh, fight or flight response comes from and your anxiety. But when you start engaging your frontal lobe, and this isn't my knowledge, this is knowledge that I've learned from many, many books that I've read, uh, you start to rebalance and recalibrate uh, your brain. And in doing that, you also recalibrate your neurotransmitters as well.
0: I, I completely agree with that. Uh, I remember reading somewhere that just the act of smiling and having your muscles in your face, just physically going through those motions starts to change how you're feeling.
1: Absolutely, it does. Yes.
0: And it's amazing how just these tiny little things can
1: help. Absolutely. Without question. Uh, And that's, I think, in this time that we're in, uh, you know, with the Sheltering place, etc. Uh, we have to remember that as tools for ourselves, uh, and you know, you got to disconnect from television, etc., and not overwhelm yourself. And there's a word that I always use for me, and that's being grateful. You know, every time that I can get out of bed and feel my feet on the floor. And, you know, make it to the bathroom first thing in the morning, I'm grateful. Uh, and when you start thinking that way uh, from the beginning of your day and also doing a small, simple goal as making your bed, it sets your brain off on a different path than just uh, starting to feel fearful. And that's, that's the struggle that we all have uh, because those fears are always there. Uh, Because they're kind of built into our biology and we need to be able to put them in check, so to speak, because that's our inner child that's not too sure about what's happening in life uh, or on any given day. And we need to uh, kind of put them on our lap and say, you know what, it's going to be okay And uh, can you help me do this? Because I guarantee that we're both going to benefit from it.
0: Yep. And it really is going to be okay. All right. uh, Where can people find your book? Again, it's uh, titled Little Engine That Did It.
1: That's right. It's called The Little Engine That Did It. And it's on Barnes and Noble uh, and on Amazon. And it's available through Kindle, paperback, and hardcover.
0: Awesome. I'll make sure to add links to that to my show notes. Uh, Richard, I want to thank you again for joining me. The, I have to say you've been very inspiring.
1: Well, it's my pleasure, Rita. And thank you for doing what you do and inspiring all of us in your podcasts. Continue to do it. Continue to bring that bright light and that sunshine and that smile to everyone that you talk to. You oh. are a blessing.
0: Thank you. And now you're making me cry. (laughs) So again, I would like to thank our special guests for joining us today. And as always, keep on hopping, my happy bunnies.